Hello and welcome to Horrid Happenings. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, before I get started, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to the people that listened to my first episode and a big apology um, for the roughness of it. I had a good chuckle listening back to the mistakes and trip-ups that I made, so thank you for sticking with it. Um, if you didn't stick with it, I don't blame you because I ended up putting out an unedited version of it. And I know I was rambling, I was nervous, and yeah, I pronounced words wrong and all sorts. It was terrible. So I just want to say I am so sorry. Hopefully it can only go up from here and I'll do better in the future episodes. So yeah, thanks for listening again if you are today. Uh, but let's get straight into it. I did say at the end of the last episode I was going to do maybe like top 10 ghost stories. But I actually got deep into a few of these. So I thought I'll do maybe two or three today and then record another few for a future episode otherwise I will be sat here all day and you don't want that so um the first haunting I'm gonna go straight into it I'd like to discuss the hauntings of the Dakota in New York City so the Dakota apartments they were built in the 1880s and are some of the earliest apartment buildings to be erected in Central Park West in New York this building is well known for many many reasons it was the movie set for the film Rosemary's Baby. It is the holding place um, for the crying lady spirit, but more famously for being the place of residence for John Lennon and Yoko Ono before also unfortunately becoming the place of his murder. Now, although there is many hauntings at the Dakota, obviously I'm going to start with the John Lennon haunting. Um, I actually read some pretty cool information on this site, Amy's Crypt, I think it's called. I think it's a blog. It was a pretty cool read if you want to go and take a look at that. So lots of people have claimed to have seen Lennon standing on the exact spot he was actually shot and killed, um, which is the entryway to the building. So they say that during this sighting, they see him standing there with a very calm and protective aura and a bright light shining around him. And others have said to have seen him in his former apartment, where I actually think Yoko um, still resides there with their son. And he's seen playing melodies on his piano. So John Lennon actually stated before in a source that I read that he experienced some paranormal and weird things while he lived there. Um, one being the crying lady, who I will get onto next. And another one, he said that he thought he saw a UFO outside of his window, which is pretty cool. So the crying lady of the Dakota is another famous ghost. She's said to reside in the building and it is believed that this lady goes by the name of Elise Fesley. Now, Elise was the property owner of the building from the 30s to the 50s. And during her time there, she unfortunately lost her son after he was hit by a truck that was driving past the building. As you can imagine, this has caused immense emotional torture for Elise. And it is thought that this pain made her form a mental attachment to the building. So therefore, after she passed away herself, her spirit attached itself to the walls of the Dakota. And she can be seen often walking the hallways, crying out by residents members of staff and other people so the next one is a ghost of a little girl she's said to have blonde hair and wearing a yellow dress she's sometimes seen or heard playing with a red ball in the hallways before she disappears people also say that she's really friendly she's always smiling and she waves to greet residents before then she disappears again there is reports of another child ghost in this building and that's a little boy 
He was spotted by workmen who had been hired to repaint the room of an, the American actress Julie Holliday's after her death in 1965. The three workmen said that they felt like they were being watched the whole time and one of them actually experienced seeing the little boy in an early 1900s style Buster Brown suit and he was accompanied by a very icky, musty odour. The man claimed that as he was painting the inside of the large wardrobe, the light went out, the door slammed shut before he was then grabbed on the arm, but he turned and nobody was there. Other poltergeist-like activity has been reported in the building, specifically the basement. So a porter had actually been down one day and seen a heavy snow shovel flying off the wall towards him. It nearly hit him. So he went and summoned a tenant of the Dakota to show him the mess that had been made, the furniture that was moved around, um, there'd been bags that had been moved on their own. So at first the tenant initially thought it was a joke until uh, they both actually witnessed an extremely heavy bar lifted on its own and was launched across the room towards them. And when they went to pick the bar up, they just physically couldn't because of the sheer weight of it. Others have said to have seen a weird-looking man wearing a wig and he's been reported to be seen looking over the building. And this particular man is believed to be the man who actually helped the construction of the building. And his name is Edward Clark. And Edward Clark, I believe from what I read, he is the, the founder and the CEO of the Singer Manufacturing Company. So he is of sewing machine fame. So these are the commonly known hauntings of the Dakota and to be honest I think that's about it. There is a lot of sightings and stories but they are pretty much of the same thing so there's no need to go any further into that well from my stance anyway but if you want to go look further into it go right ahead. So our next story should I say stories are from a place that is known to be the most haunted building in Britain so that is the ancient Ram Inn. The inn, which dates back to the 12th century, it sits in Wootton Under Edge Village. Um, it was actually built on ley lines, which dates back directly to the ancient site of Stonehenge and has some pretty horrific history. Before the inn was built, the land was actually um, an old pagan burial ground. This came to light after they discovered skeletal remains under a staircase, along with a dagger that showed that these bodies were from a sacrificial event of some kind. So it is also said that the building was constructed to house slaves and local trade workers, and after the workers left, a priest moved in. Then in 1986, a man named John Humphreys bought the inn and was very quickly introduced to the hauntings. He was actually grabbed repeatedly himself and also dragged from his bed on occasion. John seemed to be pretty unfazed by these events and actually decided to seek out further paranormal events. Eventually, though, his family were unable to take any more hauntings and they left the inn, leaving John by himself to live there. John actually managed to uncover horrifically that the inn was also the site of child murders, potential sacrifices, and after he found children's bones. Humphreys occupied the inn right up until his passing, um, and I think his daughter um, owns it now. And he said, actually, that the hauntings were more in nightly experiences. So one of the most famous stories of these hauntings is that of a witch, and she was burned at the stake in the area in the 1500s. The woman in question had fled from witch hunters, putting her under trial, and had found refuge at the inn. The room that she is said to be, what well, was said to be hiding in, sorry, is haunted by a spirit to this day after she was later captured by the hunters and burned at the stake. That room is now known as the witch's room, and she is often seen in there, standing in the window. 
Another room is named the Bishop's Room. Uh, it's obviously named this for the fact that it homed bishops in the past and it is said to have their spirits still residing there alongside dark monks and evil spirits. And that makes it the most haunted room at the ancient Ramen. This room in particular was the very room that John Humphreys actually chose as his bedroom and that's where he experienced his nightly spiritual events. One of the most freaky things I think about all this is the endless orbs that they find in photographs that people take in the building. Some are believed to be the hauntings of ritually murdered children, hauntings from exorcisms and one of them ever for the former innkeeper's daughter who actually supposedly hanged in, in the attic of the inn itself. I tried to find more about that particular story but there was nothing else that I could find online. So the inn is actually now a hotel and it is still open for visitors, many being paranormal investigators of course. The lady who owns it is also given out invitations to archaeologists so that they can study the history of this very interesting building. People who have visited the place have claimed it is the spookiest place they have ever stayed at. I love hearing about hauntings but the thought of staying somewhere haunted actually freaks me out so I don't I don't think I'm going to visit there to be honest. Um, it might, unless it's daytime and I'm with other people like lots and lots of other people but staying overnight I think that would freak me out far too much. So apologies, I actually skipped over a room. So the bishop's room, and um, that is said to be the most haunted room. And there was a media actually a medium, sorry, reported that after pushing the door open, they were once lifted off the ground and flung across the corridor. The atmosphere inside that room is said to be disturbing. Two monks have been seen um, shimmering in the corners of the room. It is said that once a man was actually murdered here by having his head thrust into the fire repeatedly and witnesses have said that they hear terrifying screams of this particular man. There is um, a phantom and that's of a dog with a shepherd and they've been seen near the door and another ghostly figure has been seen to randomly appear by the dressing table and then stride um, very elegantly across to the opposite wall before disappearing and this room is actually directly below part of the attic that the innkeeper's daughter was said to be murdered in and people are said to hear something heavy like something's being dragged across the floor above their heads when they're in that room people have heard a baby crying which is super creepy to me and people have and people have said that they see um, somebody walking up and down the staircase near this particular room. Someone actually commented on the place itself and described it as um, the atmosphere was awful and it was extremely disturbing. So like I said, I love hearing these stories, but going there it just freaked me out. No thanks. So, so I think we have time for one more and this was actually one of the more fun ones that I'd researched and there is, I think a BBC documentary about this. So I'm going to talk about the Forbidden City and that's in Beijing in China. The Forbidden City is located in the heart of Beijing and it has history dating back roughly 600 years. So in Chinese culture, superstition is taken very seriously, ghosts are taken very seriously and in fact it is said that ghosts should be avoided at all costs. In Chinese folklore there are roughly 10 different kinds of ghosts. 
Um, so in China, you will find gatekeepers in front of most, if not all, of the buildings. So gatekeepers are the actual statue figures, commonly dragons um, or shills, and are there to protect the homes, buildings from evil spirits and entities. So at Forbidden City, they also have these large steps obstructing the doorways. Um, as it is believed in Chinese culture, again, that ghosts do not have knees. So therefore, they are unable to jump and enter rooms or exit, making them trapped inside, unable to cause terror on other rooms or buildings in the city. Now, um, anyone else out there who knows that this is wrong or um, being misinformed, you know, please let me know and I do apologise. But that is what I've read and I did try and research it quite well. So Forbidden City is known as the most haunted place, as it is believed by legend to have been cursed ever since the day it was opened in 1421. So the builder, the Ming Emperor Yongle, was dubbed the evil emperor after he ordered his soldiers to slaughter 2,800 people in his harem. This was after a particular sex scandal was coming to light that involved the emperor, which threatened humiliation on his name during what happened to be the proudest moment of his reign. So then they carried out these slayings using swords and yeah, it was just an absolute, oh, I can only imagine. So a few years after this terrific slaughter, a fire actually broke out in the city, killing many people and burning about 250 of the buildings to the ground. Uh, Yongle had surrounded the city with good luck charms, but this unfortunately didn't prevent the tragedy and he believed it was punishment for his earlier acts, so he actually dived deep into a depressive state before his death in 1424. The place is actually a museum for the palace, and as you can imagine with his story, there is a lot of spiritual beings known to haunt the city, which many people have experienced both physically and through photographic evidence. It is said to close well before nightfall as well, as that's when the spirits are most active. Um, people, specifically the guards actually, have reported seeing women in long white gowns weeping. Screaming and crying is heard a lot, especially at night time. And there's also the sounds of clashing of swords. So there is reports of a woman with long black hair running away from a soldier chasing her. Um, people have seen pools of blood that disappear and like a white silk floating through the air before that again disappears. So a tourist actually posted online that after looking back on pictures they had taken within the palace, they found an unbelievable amount of orb sightings in many photographs. They posted one of these photos um, in the thread where you can actually clearly see multiple ghost apparitions covering the entire picture. Sorry. There is um, sceptical articles online, although within these articles they say that even though they didn't cite any ghosts in particular, they did experience random bouts of cold breezes, which could clearly be explained away as just actual weather. But, but they do say that with these breezes comes an uneasy feeling. And believing with Chinese culture surrounding these ghosts, that these tourists may have simply not seen any because they visited in the daytime. And obviously, according to the folklore, spirits mainly only make themselves known at night. Um, so yeah, that is my three short ghost stories. Um, I know I said a deep dive into each of them and I did, but a lot of things are pictures and the same stories over again, but I did have a lot of fun researching them 
and I know they're not very long. I didn't. I don't want to do overly long episodes for you. These might be too short for you. So again, I do apologise. I am working on it. This is all very brand new to me. Uh, I am really enjoying this. I hope it's something that I can continue working on and that you guys will stick with me. And I'll hopefully do more interesting ones in the future. So fingers crossed. But thank you so much for joining me again, guys. I hope this was okay for you. I hope you have a wonderful week, a fantastic 2023, and that you'll join me again for my next episode. I haven't fully got it down when I'll be doing it. I'm sure one day I'll get down a bit of more of a schedule. And yeah, I will speak to you in the future. Love you lots. Bye.